Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. And welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm your moderator, Kenny Rommeyer, for the program today, joined in studio by your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. We're ready to answer your questions about your health and how to make responsible choices that could change your life. We also want to welcome our new listeners from St. Louis Station, 1380 The Pulse, the first 24-hour health and wellness radio station, and streaming on TuneIn Radio. Our guest today on the phone is going to be Dr. Lane Sebring, founder of the Sebring Clinic, integrative medicine clinic focused on prevention of disease, not just treating symptoms. Our toll-free number is 877-956-9566 for any of your questions today, or you can give us a text at 512-219-0724. Again, those numbers, toll-free, 877-956-9566, or you can send us a text at 512-219-0724. And as always, check our website, healthychoicesxm.com, for podcasts on our previous programs. Before we begin our discussion today with Dr. Lane Sebring on his ketone diet lifestyle, We'd like to thank one of our sponsors for the program today, PD Labs. It's a nationally licensed Austin-based pharmacy specializing in research-centered pharmaceuticals like the transdermal Verapamil and RG3 nasal spray. Phone number there, 512-219-0724. And as uh, we're getting ready to welcome Dr. Sebring to the program, Ray Solano, first, Happy New Year to you. This is the, the first program of the new year. How is it that you wanted to focus today's broadcast on this ketone diet? Well, Happy New Year to you, too, as well. And the reason why we wanted to talk about this topic today, because January is typically diet month. The resolutions make changes. But, you know, it's, as usual, lots of misinformation and a lot of misguided uh, uh, news that's out there. So we want people to focus on something that's important, is, is a diet changes that can influence your overall, not only your weight, but also your muscle retention long term. And this is a term called sarcopenia or the loss of lean muscle mass. And this is the reason why this is important is as we all are getting older, Dr. Sebring and I spoke about this before, people starting to get tendon uh, problems. They start to get bone uh, as they, they put more stress on their bones. They lose muscle and they get very unable to balance and to also walk properly. So this is the reason why we want to talk about a healthy diet that retains muscle, and this is what we're going to talk about on today's show. Well, very good, and, and a real challenge in terms of a healthy diet to cut through the clutter 
this time of year, right? Because as you mentioned, Ray, right after the start of the year, we are inundated on various media outlets with all sorts of advertisements on here is the one diet that's really going to work for you, right? So your your goal today is to kind of cut through the clutter here a little bit, right? Well, that's right. We want to, there's lots of government information or as to what diets are best. And, uh, you know, Dr. Sebring is going to kind of take them one by one and go, you know, that's really not true. And, and this is the reason why you know, we we want our, everybody's opinion. We like people to call into our show and get how what secrets that they have been uh, been helpful to change their life, because that's that's what's important. What works is the is the most important success of any diet. And before we go to Dr. Sebring, here's that toll free number again, 877-956-9566. You can join us anytime, 877-956-9566. Or you can text us at 512-219-0724. So let's welcome to the program today Dr. Lane Sebring. I mentioned he's the founder of the Sebring Clinic located just outside of Austin, Texas here. It's an integrative medicine clinic focused on prevention of disease, not just treating the symptoms. And Dr. Sebring is going to focus, as you mentioned, Ray, on the ketone diet as an integrative medicine physician. Dr. Sebring, welcome back to the program today. Well, thank you. It's always nice to be here. You know, Dr. Sebring, we, you're always uh, innovating or changing your practice to uh, make it make it better, which is, which is just uh, something that's very phenomenal. A lot of people just do the same thing over and over again. But you reinvent right. your practice, and you want to make sure that your patients get the best uh, science and get the best care. Uh, this uh, ketone diet philosophy has really made a difference for your patients, and maybe you can uh, help our listeners explain why, as an integrative medicine physician uh, with an active clinic in uh, in Wimberley, Texas, why you've chosen this uh, lifestyle uh, the ketone diet. Well, I choose things according to according to the truth. I think. Uh, as, as I see it, and um, I've chosen this diet because if you try to live on a diet that is different from what the human body is designed to live on, you're not going to do well, and you will not, your, your genes will not reach their full potential. You know, I had a professor that said many years ago, he said, you give a, a cell the nutrition it's designed to have, it will perform the function it's designed to perform. And so I think the challenge has been to try and find out what are we actually designed to eat. And we've really come a tremendously long way in discovering what that is. And it all really, the paradigm changed when we started looking at the uh, at hunter-gatherers. There's an article in 1983 in JAMA that talked about that. But hunter-gatherers, these people, us, human beings, the exact same genetics we have, are twice as strong as we are. Their sense of smell is many times greater. A lot of these uh, hunter-gatherer tribes actually have knowledge uh, of the moods of Jupiter, which tells you the idea of the resolving power of their eyes. Most people that have lived with hunter-gatherers will tell you they're actually more intelligent. They're more interested in their environment, the, uh, the people around them, and they're less affected by adversity in childhood into adulthood. So we actually lost about six inches in height with the development of civilization about 10,000 years ago. 
in introducing grains into the diet. Grains aren't food for hardly anything on the planet. And grains don't are seeds that don't want uh, are, are of a plant, and that plant doesn't want its seed eaten for food, so it purposely puts toxins in it, which ironically is why we chose to grow them, so we could store them. This started in an area in the Middle East where it became very dry, and we had to do something to survive. The climate had changed. The plant life had, had uh, began dying out. We wiped out all the big game. And hunter-gatherers have a tremendous knowledge of plants, so they started growing these uh, grains, and they could store them. But it was a very uh, less-than-ideal food. Uh, those plants, like I said, put toxins in their seed on purpose. Those the grains make us sick. Sick. We lost about uh, six to seven inches in height, and that is an archaeologic fact uh, of humans that follows the introduction of grains into the diet all around the world. And so the same is true with beans. Um, that's why we can store them, same thing. Potatoes, pretty close to the same thing. So those, those are foods that we added in that caused chronic diseases. So you can ask the question, why do humans get all these chronic diseases that seem to add up quicker and quicker the older we get? And then uh, wild animals on pristine parts of the planet do not. And hunter-gatherers do not. Hunter-gatherers die almost universally of one of three causes, trauma, infection, and in their sleep at a ripe old age, 80s and 90s, having maintained their functionality without the accumulation of disease throughout the old age. And so then one day they just wake up dead. And so that's the, uh, that's the paradigm that I have recognized as truth. The, the studies support this, uh, and it's really not even up for debate at this point, although I'll say nothing in, this, in science is absolute, uh, we, we continue to learn. And so I, I continue to learn, but that's the basis for this uh, the ketogenic diet. Well, that's a great overview, and and before we go any further, let me just add, again, our toll-free number here if our listeners would like to join us, 877-956-9566, 877-956-9566, Ray? You know, Dr. Sebring, before you go into the, the ketone diet, I just wanted to just uh, ask this one question that was revealed at the U.S. News & World Report reveals the best diets rankings for 2017 and also the worst ones. And it's, it's, it's really uh, almost a disservice because you're ranking diets that are based on grains, the DASH diet, the uh, Mediterranean diet, uh, Jenny Craig, a lot of these, these programs. And it ranks the paleo diet and diets based on ketones as the worst so it's it's really so we, you know we we have this misinformation or this uh, the things that are actually better for us we're being told that are actually harmful so help help us uh, understand so people don't you know they're scratching their heads what should I do? Well, I, here's what they should do: they should come to their own opinion. They need to think and use their own mind and don't listen to experts, including me. Listen to me, and if I say something that makes sense, then you can adopt it. But if it doesn't make really good sense to you, reject it. It doesn't matter where it comes from. And if you ask me, especially if it comes from the federal government, you really need to question that. Because we've learned for a long time ago, this is political. 
misstatement on my part, but we learned several years back. And once you learn an industry like medicine and you've seen how it's been manipulated by the finances involved, and then the government comes to support all those, all that same direction, uh, the truth be damned, then you begin to recognize what we're dealing with here. So we're on our own. Uh, all of us Americans, we're on our own trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. So I, when I describe this hunter-gathered diet and the paleo diet, which is the diet our genes are designed to, uh, to survive under and thrive under, and someone rejects that, that's pretty stupid. I mean, that's, that seems to be quite intuitive to me that you don't feed lettuce to a tiger. You know, you don't give oak leaves to a koala bear. They eat eucalyptus leaves, and they don't do well with oak leaves. In most cases, they won't even eat them because they know not to eat something that's not their own food. So if someone ranks paleo diet, the last one on the list, then you probably ought to look at it very strongly as maybe being the best one out there. I mean, it sounds backwards, but I think people are beginning to wake up to this fact that that's what we're dealing with these days. There are huge amounts of data. The last year, I think they did this. They ranked paleo last. Uh, and, and so why is it ranked last in so many of these um, different comparisons, and when did they start doing this stuff? They started doing it because paleo is extremely strong for getting rid of disease. Remember, chronic diseases, which I said a little bit ago, didn't begin in human history until we started eating foods we weren't designed to eat. You can't be putting gasoline in a diesel engine or vice versa. We're designed to eat certain foods, and that's what we've done. Granted, those foods vary on different places of the planet, but they all come from the food sources that are that we're designed to eat. So when you when you see that it's dead last every time, that's on purpose. Because again, industry will the medical industry, the health industry, and in fact even the health food industry will suffer a lot of sales. If people ate the foods they're designed to eat, then they don't need the supplements. They don't need the drugs. Occasionally we get infection. You know, I mentioned hunter-gatherers. Uh, one of the three causes of infection was trauma. I mean, the causes of death was trauma, infection, and then their sleep. And so the one place where drugs make sense there is with infection. And that's one place we've really improved in terms of life expectancy, et cetera. So uh, that's a play, that, that's about it. So when you when you uh, look at the all the other drugs, they're to make up for the problems that are created by eating a non-human diet. Here's that phone number eight seven seven nine five six nine five six six eight seven seven nine five six nine five six six. You can send us a text as well at five one two two one nine zero seven. And Ray, I suppose you and Dr. Sebringer are going to elaborate and go into some more specifics then as to why the the ketone diet kind of goes against conventional wisdom out there and yet, in your estimation, is the best one to follow. Go ahead. It it always appears that any time you take grains out of a diet— that everybody feels that that's the most important 
portion of a diet that's, uh, if you take it out, it makes things too restrictive. You can't eat, go and eat jack-in-a-box tacos twice a day. You can't go to fast food places and eat whatever you want. So they consider that restrictive. But it's, uh, Dr. Sebring, it seems like when we base any uh, diet that's based on fats and proteins, that the entire medical community believes that's almost heresy, right? Sure, but but there's so many mistakes that we've made along uh, along the way, and we're we're learning what those are. The healthy all you have to do is talk to people that eat paleo diet or or ketogenic diet, which is basically a paleo diet that has been pushed to a much higher fat portion and even lower carbohydrate portion of the diet. Those people will tell you, I'm not changing. You can't get me off of this diet. Once a person has been in ketosis, where they're burning their own fat for energy, and that's what we're supposed to do. See, hunter-gatherers are burning their own fat 70% of every day. Why? Because they eat one meal a day on average. That's hard to do for us because we're so stuck in this glucose metabolism, this sugar metabolism, which is incredibly inefficient by comparison to burning fat, that it's very difficult for us to start burning fat. So hunter-gatherers can switch very quickly from burning glucose to burning fat. So they eat one big meal a day, saves a lot of time, makes a lot more sense. <coughs> Excuse me. And so they'll eat that one meal a day, and then they start burning that fat that they just made out of that one meal. That glucose goes in to send into the fat cells. Fat cells turn it into fat. Then in the meal, it starts coming back out because it's a better fuel. Some of that fat then goes to the liver and is turned into ketones. Now, that's a super fuel. So it's really beautiful because humans are not restricted to the fuel that we see around us, the foods that we see around us, such as the carbs and the fats and the proteins. Now we have one we know we're supposed to be using 70% of every day, and that's ketones. Ketones take 28% less oxygen to get the exact same energy as glucose. What does that do for our endurance? It's amazing. The brain will take up ketones and burn them for energy over glucose. It'll select that out and preferring it. So does the heart. So do most of our organs. Even our muscles do. It's a superior fuel that we make for ourselves. So it's a neat trick we've forgotten how to do. And that's one of the reasons why hunter-gatherers are so uh, so much, um, their senses are greater than ours, and, and, and uh, their strength is greater, their minds are quicker, they physically are quicker. Uh, it's just they're, they're a better us in so many ways, and so health-wise especially. And that, like I said, they don't get the chronic diseases. There's 229 groups of hunter-gatherers that have been studied on the planet, and not even one of them has a single word for any of the arthritis that we think we're supposed to get as we get older. Why? Because they don't get them. This is all man-made. And once you understand that, it changes the whole paradigm. And when, when, when people are empowered with that knowledge and shown how to do it, then they go talk to people who have done it. They're on it. They get it. And they'll start doing it. They'll feel it for themselves. So when they start experiencing it, it doesn't matter what these what the research that comes out and says. You know, there was an article not long ago, and I think all of us are aware of this now, it's been quite a bit in the news, that the government put out false information making fat the enemy for heart disease. 
when all right. the research was beginning to show it was sugar. That, that's so, right. It was. It was. Uh, it was sugar. Was okay. You know, in the the article that was just released uh, out of the Wall Street Journal was two, three weeks ago. We talked about it on our radio show here that uh, it mentions how bad sugar consumption is in linking to so many chronic diseases. And it was just an uproar that this was actually even discussed so much so that there was a, a article published to recant, recant that funded by yeah. all the soft drink manufacturers that said, you know, sugar... <laughs> Is not all that bad, so well, you know. Yeah. Here we here we go. It's, it's shades of the tobacco industry uh, thirty years ago. Right. No, there's no correlation between smoking cigarettes and lung cancer. Right? <laughs> they all said that. One, each one, I asked it by Congress. I know you. I've seen videos of that. It's, it's stunning, and and so that is exactly what we're seeing here. And if they repeat a lie uh, long enough, frequently enough, people will believe it. And especially if you don't know any different, and especially if it comes through the federal government. So it's really, uh, it's really unfortunate. So that's what I'm telling you, you, you know, not you, but all of our listeners, everybody, is that, the, you know, you have to rely on your own mind, and you have to look at your own research, and you will figure out what the truth is. It's, it's, when you run, run upon the truth, it looks like the truth. It fits. It makes sense. People read a book on the paleo diet, or I tell them about it in my clinic, and they never heard of it, and they said, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. It explains so much. And that was what I was lucky enough to be uh, exposed to in a lecture in 1997 by Lauren Corday, and he sort of helped to turn all this around. It was actually his graduate students that were coming with him, coming to him with the data uh, that they were collecting on these hunter-gatherers. He said, you know what? What we thought these people ate is not quite right. It's about two-thirds animal." And about one third vegetables, fruits, and berries, and a few nuts, but no grains, no beans, no potatoes, and no dairy after two years old. And so, you know, people, I'm sorry if they think they're missing too much, but what they will find is their, their desire for those grains, their desire for all those carbohydrates will pretty much disappear from the landscape. And so, um, that's the that's the process. The body gets rebalanced. And it doesn't want that. When, you, when your brain lights up on ketones, you, you'll, you'll say, oh, my gosh. It's like windshield wipers for the brain. You know, it's, you, you, have, you have more energy. People get up in the morning. They're happy. I talked to some people today, just probably not two hours ago. One of them was a lady who had been in ketosis. In other words, she ate a very high-fat diet on purpose. Past Atkins, she tried Atkins, but just knew that she needed more fat. She would, she did that, did that for about five or six years, then kind of just dwindled off of the diet, and then drank these ketones, and that you can get them in the drink now. And she drank that, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I remember this. I was this is ketosis. I am burning ketones in my brain. I haven't functioned. I haven't felt this good. I haven't been this alert since I was in ketosis." So. When people experience that, they're done. I get it. I want this. This is this is the way my brain is supposed to work. And I talked to another couple. It was a very sad story because the, they had lost an 18-year-old son to cancer. And they, uh, you know, the wife would come home, and he said she would get in her box, basically, uh, figuratively speaking. But basically, that's what she did. 
And then she'd get up, go to work, come home, get back in the box. And this went on for about three years. Just horrible depression, barely functioning. And he brought home these ketones. And in three days, she comes out. She says, I never felt this good. This is amazing. I'm, I'm happy now. I'm, I, this is amazing. So we're not as weak as we think we are, physically, mentally, emotionally. We're supposed to be stronger than this. And insults during our life are not supposed to ruin our lives. Well, Dr. Sebring, we're off to a great start. We appreciate uh, the first half hour with you. We have another full half hour to go. Ray Solano, what are some of the things we're going to be talking about in the next half hour on the program? We want to go into a little bit more of this ketone diet specifically, some of the choices, the things that you can you, you can eat and also drink, and, and talk about some of this misinformation that's out there that scares people that health, healthy eating could be making millions of people sick, new research claims. So we want people to be able to understand that this lifestyle change that we're talking about is actually healthy and debunk some of the experts and what, what, they're, what, they're, what they're printing. So stay tuned to our broadcast after this, this break. This is Healthy Choices XM, 877 877-956-9566, 877-956-9566.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. And welcome back to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm Kenny Rahmeyer, your moderator, along with your host in studio today, Ray Solano, is a clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist also Our guest today, Dr. Lane Sebring, founder of the Sebring Clinic, as we are talking about the ketone diet and the ketone diet lifestyle. And we also want to make sure, again, to welcome our new listeners from St. Louis Station 1380, The Pulse, the first 24-hour health and wellness radio station, and streaming on TuneIn Radio. Here's a phone number for you, 877-956-956. 9566. If you would like to ask Ray Solano or our guest, Dr. Lane Sebring, any questions about the ketone diet, the ketone diet lifestyle, give us a call. Plenty of time to do that. 877-956-9566. And we're going to start this half hour with a caller, Randy, calling in from Tennessee today on Healthy Choices XM. Hi, Randy. Go ahead. Hello. I been on the keto OS for about five months now, and I was just kind of calling in with actually with a plea to the listeners that uh, people need to realize that the, our medical treatments and such are structured that they're ran by corporations, which we all know, you know, they're, they're in the business of doing as little as they can for and taking in as much money as they can. And, and uh, I've been going through problems with my liver that uh, runs in my family. Uh, the treatment that I've gotten from medical people have been uh, drugs that have actually been a detriment to my liver. And and they put me on a couple of them, and then they I, they check my liver, and it it's worse than it was, and they say, "Oh, well, take a little bit less of this." And which, at that point, I did no longer listen to them and and quit taking them completely. And uh, and I can only say, from my own experience, that the only help that's been really beneficial to me is the help that I got from Ray Solano. And I just uh, maybe by the grace of God, I, I just stumbled upon the the interviews their your program one evening and and I what what he had directed me towards has done just wonderful things for me in the last five months my my blood pressure is is has decreased markedly and I'm no longer on medication for it I was pre-diabetic uh, they did they diagnosed me as pre-diabetic that's all gone uh my joints which I had uh cartilages in both knees when I was in my early 20s from football, and uh, I, I just feel so much better, and my my liver panels have it have done been doing so much better. It's just amazing, and it's just uh, people need to realize that the medical coverage that us as the masses have access to is is very limited, and I, I wouldn't go as far as to say they're they're trying to kill us because we're older and no longer productive, but, uh, you know, people can draw their own conclusions and, you know, it's pretty as simple as one plus one, but I just want to let you guys know 
I really appreciate what you have have done for me as far as taking the good vitamins. Obviously, they're working, and uh, that's more than I got from from any medical doctor throughout my my history. I just wanted to thank you for that and let people know that homeopath and naturopath is coming. I mean, people are, if they're like me, you know, you're you're maybe not the most intelligent people in the world, but if you get information thrown at you over and over, it's going to stick a little bit. That's it's in the reverse of what we've been getting. We're operantly conditioned to listen to them and expect the worst. But uh, well, Randy, well, Randy, really thank you so much for me. Well, Randy has already interrupted. Just thank you so much for calling and sharing that information with our listeners. You've been, uh, we've been working with you for the last uh, four months, and Dr. Sebring, we've. Uh, we've had Randy on. You give him uh, a, a lot of uh, suggestions and help along the way. Do you have any any additional information for Randy? Well, you know, you probably rec- uh, recommended say lipoclads for good, but I would just say go uh, if you could go if you could the, the best optimal diet for I think virtually everyone is a is a ketogenic paleo style diet. In other words, you know, the, the ketogenic guys usually throws in dairy. I would take that out and then uh, just push the, push the fats and the proteins and minimize your, uh, your carbohydrates. And you're drinking the keto OS, which is ketones in the drink. And so, you know, this technology has been done for over 100 years now, uh, but we didn't know how to do it. Uh, well, how about so, Dr. Sebring and Ray? Give us a, give us one day on the on the ketone diet of a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, or some examples, some specifics for our listeners to latch on to here. Sure. So, so the so breakfast for me is a glass of ketones. I mean, that's the easiest way to to get ketosis going. It's hard to get going. It can take months of a very strict diet to try and get your body making ketones. Because we've ruined it, it's not like hunter-gatherers anymore. So I, I start with a glass of ketones in the morning, and I drink about half of that. And I, my mind wakes up. I don't need coffee. My body's a, a, a moving. I feel terrific. I'm happy about the day. I'm focused on the day. And so then I get hungry. Um, I'm not hungry at all. I normally eat breakfast. I wake up hungry. But when I drink that, it goes away. So then about 1 o'clock or so, I am hungry. And I'll have about three or four free-range chicken eggs, some uh, fatty meat of some sort. It could be like a uh, no-nitrite-added bacon or sausage, you know, an avocado, and maybe a quarter of a diced-up tomato. Then at about 3.30, I'll finish up those ketones. If I eat a second meal of the day, it's probably going to be around 7.30 or so. And that'll be like a uh, like a six or seven ounce red eye, not really big, but that's a fatty beef. And then uh, a big green salad with some chopped up vegetables and like an oil and vinegar dressing on that. The oil is key. We've been scared of that, you know, been told to be afraid of that. And uh, it's 100% wrong. It, 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 let me just throw this in because why would the human body make our number one storage of energy fat, if it was bad for us to use as energy. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. Common sense right there, one fell swoop, boom, done. Somebody tells you fat's bad for you, you tell them get lost. So they're sorry, makes no sense to me. 
and I can't find the evidence that you think is there. You know, we well, back to Randy from. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor. Go ahead. No, that's okay. That's fine. I, I, let's keep going. Back to Randy from Tennessee. Just thank you so much for calling in, for sharing your story, and we wish you continued success with uh, with Ketone and, and hope to hear from you again sometime as we get back to the phones, 877-956-9566. Let's keep it going here. Gary calling in from Alabama here on Healthy Choices XM. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you? Fine. You're on the air. Please go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, I... I've been on a ketogenic diet, and it has uh, really helped me helped me uh, a lot. You know, it's I was a diabetic. I'm not no longer. I like my my A1Cs went down to 5.8 now, and I'm about just about diabetic free. And and I great. I, I, I've heard a lot of uh, I've heard a lot. You know, some things you know saying that people saying that uh, you're not able to stay on the ketogenic diet because it it's uh, you know. Uh, for you know, forever because it would it will cause problems. Uh, is there any truth to that, or should I have any concerns about uh, staying on, on the that, diet? You know, that's a great problems. that's a great great question because a lot of people, uh, a lot of articles talk about these types of uh, diets that are uh, that reduce some of these food groups is unhealthy and can cause vitamin deficiencies. Dr. Sieben, can you comment on that for our listener, Gary? Well, I, you know, here's the thing. It's, it's not so much of the, the how much fat and how much protein and how much carbohydrate you get that has to do with your nutrients. It's how nutrient-dense those foods are. You know, we're, we're designed to eat a lot of meat, but usually one of the first things we ate when we killed an animal was the liver. So... You know, there's some ways you can get some of those nutrients by eating other foods like vegetables. That's true. And I think that's that's good to keep in mind. I think that if you have uh, 100 different nutritionist dietitians in a room, the only thing they're all going to agree upon is that vegetables are good for you. And if you eat, you know, mainly green leafy vegetables, uh, which are very nutrient-dense for the stuff we're looking for, then... Um, you can get a lot of nutrition uh, that we're lacking otherwise um, with very few calories and almost no carbohydrates. So uh, that's, um, it, you, you, I think what I'm trying to say is that the answer is yes, you can, you can stay on these diets long term. You need to make sure that you get a nice variety of good vegetables and, uh, and maybe some of the nuts as well. But uh and then eat some of the organ meats when you're eating the animal. That's a great way to keep the uh, nutrient density up. There's nothing better for you than animal liver because it's uh, it's really nutrient dense. So, it, Gary, it, does that answer your question? Oh, it does. It does very well. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, you bet, Gary. Thanks for checking in from Alabama. It's that easy. You can give us a call. Here at Healthy Choices XM, 877-956-9566. And maybe for those listeners that might have missed some of the first part of our program, Ray Solano and Dr. Sebring, just briefly again, touch on maybe one or two of the big differences between uh, the ketone diet approach and maybe some of the others that our listeners may have heard about, whether it's the Mediterranean, uh, paleo, maybe some of the others. What are a couple of the unique 
qualities would you say just in summary right well, well the, the the biggest part of the these this diet way of life is that you the elimination of sugar and sugar components and fructose from the diet and the very small limitations of fruits and this is usually the mainstream or the main part of many other diets and also dr sebring like you've mentioned before the elimination of grains from the diet uh, is is also a, a something that's is critical. Anything else, Doctor Sebring? That you know is, is a big difference. That uh, to make it very simple for people to see what things are they going to uh, remove from their diet. Well, I think the biggest thing that they need to recognize is that eating animal is good for you. It's a uh, you know uh, that and the, the fat. Those two things right there. Those are fears that we have had ingrained in us all this time. And uh, even Jack Lane taught us back in the 1950s that the, the paleo diet, which is what he was prescribing, although it wasn't called that then, uh, was the better di- better diet to eat. That's what he always ate. And so I think being uh, losing our fear of eating animals and our fear of eating fat, and then recognizing the harm that takes place when you eat the uh, the dairy after three to four years old, you're not designed for that. And then, but a particular, like you said, the worst of all probably is the grains. The next would be the beans and potatoes. And so what do you say to those who have heard repeatedly, maybe from their medical professional or certainly have seen it in articles, uh, maybe in other sources of the media, about whole grains, the benefit of making sure you have whole grains in your diet? Well, I would tell you that the, the whole grains have problems that refined grains don't. So, I mean, the, the whole grain sounds like wholesome. I think it's, it's just a, a game they play to get people uh, eating that. I mean, nobody ate cereal for breakfast till Kellogg's came along. You, know? you, mean, was, you mean Cheerios is not the uh, mainstay for everybody's breakfast? Yeah, exactly. And so in spite of that, you know, Breakfast of Champions, all these things to sell this, this product to people, it's kind of like, the billion dollars that was spent on selling soy to the American people as being a, a health food. It, it's ridiculous. You know, um, I remember in the early days they were comparing the worst animal protein on the planet, which is casein, and that comes from dairy, compared to the best uh, vegetable protein on the planet, or in this case uh, from soy. Uh, it's a complete protein. And so they would compare those two. But they picked the worst of one and the best of the other and said, so vegetables are better than animals. But that was that was a uh, contrived study designed to get that output. So, yeah, no, grains aren't, aren't, aren't part of the human diet. Okay. And, Ray, I believe I heard you say fruits, but, but somewhat limited there. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because we've all heard that, you know, fruits are always good in your diet. Well, it seems that there we've also been told that have that big eight-ounce glass of orange juice and have that banana and have a as much fruit as you possibly can as a good diet plan. And unfortunately, the huge amount of fructose, and people say, well, that's just natural sugar, must be good for you, is, is, is fine. But unfortunately, these people have very high levels, blood sugar levels, and they're, they are on, they're pre-diabetic and they gain weight. But unfortunately, we don't have this education that huge amounts of fruit every day is bad for you. Uh, Dr. Sebring, in, 
most of you, what you recommend for in a ketone diet in your patients is a small amount of fruit per week, correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You, do, you, you know, if you think about it in the paleo lifestyle and how we're designed, fruits weren't available all year round. And they were very, very seasonal and for a short period of time. And so it uh, wasn't something we were inundated with all the time. So, excuse me. And so, uh, that's how you can recognize what's an appropriate amount of, of fruit. And the other part of that is the natural fruits. Before we started selecting selecting the sweetest ones and the sweetest ones of that next crop and the sweetest of the next crop to plant, then uh, we we so the fruit now has a lot more sugar than it used to have in its native state. Is my point. Well, help us. Which fruits specifically are the best? Which ones should we maybe steer away from? And anything on the short list there? What are the best fruits? We've got more calls coming in, Doctor. So just briefly, what are some of the best fruits and some of the worst fruits to stay away from? The worst fruits are watermelon, bananas, and grapes in terms of sugar. Those will cause your blood sugar to skyrocket. People, you know, Watermelon, bananas, and grapes, you said, a, are the worst. Most of your yeah, those are the three worst. Now, the berries are good. You can have berries. You can have blackberries and blueberries and strawberries. Those types of things are actually pretty low in their sugar content and don't cause much of a rise at all and have a lot lower fructose. And fructose is bad. We, As we get older, older folks have an even harder time dealing with fructose. It does more damage for uh, – I, I lost the patient I know many years ago because I, I told her many years ago, you, you can't – you can't eat that much fruit. It's not good for you. She had a peripheral neuropathy. She couldn't even feel the floor. She said, oh, don't tell me I can't eat my fruit. And, and you know, she lasted about three more years, and that was it. We are talking uh, ketone diets with Dr. Lane Sebring and your host, Ray Solano, here on Healthy Choices XM. And our next caller calling in from North Carolina is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Go ahead. Hi. Got a question for you about cartilage regeneration and if that is even possible in knee replacement surgery. Because I heard you guys say something about um, how our diets are affecting osteoarthritis or something, and so I wanted some clarification on that. Right. Well, well hunter-gatherers don't get osteoarthritis. I'm sorry? They may, hunter-gatherers do not get the osteoarthritis. They don't get any of the arthritis that we deal with today. <clears throat> they, and so you have to ask, why is that happening? And part of it is because, you know, we have these stem cells that can regenerate and, and regrow an entire knee. They've been doing that in dogs and horses for, what, 15 years now. And other countries are doing it. We're restricted in this country for doing the research. But you can go to other countries, even Mexico, and they can get the, those cells to, uh, the, the stem cells, to start doing the work. And, and if they can rebuild a knee, they didn't just learn to do that. They used to do that. And so, but the diet now has shut down that natural signaling. But you can, you can if you supply those cells with a, a, a lot of the, what they use to make cartilage, you can promote that cartilage regrowth, the glucosamine and chondroitin. But those, those have to be taken in fairly high amounts. And I tell patients, take it for a month. If that doesn't do it, double the dose. If, that, if, if you don't notice after another month, then significant improvement, improve it, double it again. 
Jackie from North Carolina, thank you so much for calling in. Ray, did you have anything to add to what Dr. Sebring said? Yes, it's it's something that people need to understand that these grains and these uh, high amounts of fruits of high levels of blood sugars is an inflammatory process. And this inflammatory process irritates joints. It irritates the brain. We see this neuroinflammation that we, we're, we have to deal with with many diseases. So people need to understand the connection between these these foods that we eat that it causes the degeneration of joints. So maybe sometimes if people correlate the two together, they may stop some of their uh, their cravings for some of these items because, face it, these breads and these grains are, are hugely addictive uh, uh, foods that we just seem like we can't live without. Right, Dr. Sebring? Yes, exactly. You know, these uh, the gluten that's in there is turned into glutomorphones, a morphine-like effect on the brain. Turned into glutomorphones by bacteria in the gut. So they truly are addicting, much like uh, um, heroin or, uh, or, or morphine. Let's uh, go to Troy calling in from Illinois on Healthy Choices XM. Hi, Troy. Go ahead. I had a question about the ketones. Even somebody drank for breakfast. Where do you find something like that? Well, that's a really good question. Um, this has just now become available. It was originally designed for the Navy SEALs to help to stop their underwater seizures for their rebreathers and get too much oxygen through those. Listen to that. So this is uh, it's a ketone salt. Um, if I could, I could tell you a website you could go to to buy this if you want. I, I, just, I don't sell this stuff. I'm just trying to share it because I think the whole world needs to know this. And uh, if you go to Sebring, S-E-B-R-I-N-G, Sebring dot Frank Keto, What's up, Troy, if you, can, uh, if you can turn your radio down in the background there, Troy, that'll help us out as Dr. Sebring has given out the website of where you can get the ketone drink that he had talked about for breakfast. And, and you said again, doctor, that website? But Sebring, it's my last name, S-E-B-R-I-N-G, just like the car, S-E-B. R-I-N-G dot drink keto, K-E-T-O dot com. Okay. Drinkketo.com. Okay. And Troy, did you get that? I did. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you for giving us a call. Ray, what do you have to add there? And for all our listeners, we the things, the products that we helped Randy with and, and also the products that Troy is talking about, go to our website as well, healthychoicesxm.com for uh, also some, again, to share this information. This is a great lecture and great uh, information from Dr. Seaman to all of your family members because this definitely will, will can change their life. Very good. Healthychoicesxm.com is the the website for the program where you can find out uh, information about podcasts, the products we're talking about, and so forth. And Ray, we only have a short amount of time as we begin to wrap up here. Uh, briefly, give us a, a little bit of a summary and maybe a preview of what you're going to be talking about on next week's show. Well, I want people to understand that the, this ketone diet is not something that's extremely restrictive. It's easy to do. It's not something that you have to labor t- tremendous amount of uh, in the kitchen. It's something now that with the drink, this Keto OS drink, makes it simple for people to do, to use. And you know what? I think that they actually save less more, less money on food. And, and Dr. Well, Sebring, could you give out to your, your, your clinic information for our, our listeners in our closing uh, seconds of the show? Yeah, thank you. It's uh, sebringclinic.com. 
S-E-B-R-I-N-G clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C dot com. Very good. SeabringClinic.com. Back to Ray. And and next week for our, our listeners, we're going to have Selma Velasi is going to be on our show. She's a, a naturopath uh, physician, uh, practitioner, PA, that's going to talk about the it, how to reduce pain by using some of these, these products called low-dose naltrexone therapy. So she's going to go into that and also ways to increase energy for most males and females. That's going to be next week. Dr. Selma Velasi is going to be with us on the show. So we're going to make sure you, you tune in. It's going to be a, also a very interesting show. Very good. Well, we're so grateful, Dr. Sebring. Thanks so much for being with us today. Ray Solano, the host, thank you, thank you. Uh, for your uh, program today. Be sure and join us next week for Healthy Choices XM. And also make sure you check out our website for podcasts for our show and also, also it links to the 1380 The Pulse. Thank you. Have a great week. 